0: Hurt comes in different shapes. I know you've been hurt before. You know what I'm talking about. Hurt comes in different shapes. Some of us have been hurt by people close to us. And and the closer, the closest the person is, the deeper the pain. And the harder it is to forgive. Your colleagues are chatting about dinner after work and you don't know anything about it. You are not invited. You feel excluded and hurt. You hear people talking about a secret you shared with your best friend. You told your best friend, but now people are talking about it. You feel betrayed. Your husband confessed to you that he had an affair with his ex-girlfriend during the last business trip. You feel disrespected, unwanted, angry and hurt every disappointment hurts all hurtful feelings can cause damage to our life in the short or long term some people feel guilty for feeling hurt about a particular situation feelings are not right or wrong what you do with your emotions can lead to life or distractions can be right or wrong but your emotions are not right or wrong, It's just how you feel about something. So do not feel guilty for feeling. It is okay to feel. So I'm going to share a few thoughts with you that I pray will help you to process the pain in your heart. I know you have it because I have it. And the first thing I would like you to know and remember is that forgiveness is a gift to you. Mm. When you forgive someone, you give yourself a gift. Let's read the scripture. Matthew eighteen twenty-one to 22. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. We have read this scripture, or maybe you haven't heard of it, but today I want you to think about this conversation between Jesus and Peter. Peter thought forgiveness was a gift you give to the person who offended you. So he said to Jesus, because I'm hurting and I want to give do a favor to the person who hurt me. How many times can I do them that favor? How many times can I give them a gift of forgiveness? Because I am the one in position of power when I'm hurting. How can I forgive that little person who offended me? Who does not deserve my forgiveness? How many times per day should I give them that privilege of being forgiven by me? The offended. The hurting. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, you got it all reversed. Wrong. If it was a gift to the offender, then do it only once. That's a great privilege. But because it's a gift to yourself, I will tell you something, Peter. Not only seven times. Look after yourself. Give yourself as many gifts per day as you can. 70 times seven per day. Are you with me? If it was something you give to the other person, then it will be fine to count them. Once, don't come back again. This is the second time? (laughs) Again, you know, I'm running out of Persians now. And the third one, you're like, you only have three to go. (laughs) And by the end of the day, enough is enough. If my wife was counting, I would be a dead man. (laughs) Yes. Mm, Yes, yes, you and I, you and I. But Jesus knew the secret that forgiveness is not a gift you give to the person. It's a gift you give to yourself. You are looking after yourself. Someone said, forgiveness is about setting a prisoner free just to realize the prisoner was you. Some people don't even know they've offended us. Oh, some people know they've offended us, but they don't care how we feel about it. You want them to know how bad it feels, but they don't know. And they don't care, some of them. So the earlier we deal with it, the better, because it's a gift to us. So let me define forgiveness. Forgiveness is a conscious choice to release others from the punishment they deserve and the expected consequences of their wrongdoing against you so that you can be set free in your heart. That is forgiveness. You know what? Anger is a natural human reaction to injustice. Anger. Anger is a defense mechanism that God gave to us. Against injustice. Whenever we see something unjust. We react to it with anger. It's good. Because without anger the world will be chaotic. Without anger. Yes. Anger is good. It keeps us in check. I know. It keeps me in check. In my house. Yes. 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 I don't want someone to be angry. So I behave all the time. (laughs) Walk slowly. Speak kindly. Clearly. And kindly. To avoid anger and chaos. We are wired to defend the oppressed and judge the oppressor. It is in us. It is in us. When injustice is committed against us, our natural justice mechanism is activated. When it's done against us, we get angry at our oppressors. Naturally, that's how God created us. We deter- determine their punishment. Are you with me? It's a defense mechanism. When someone offends you, you see the injustice So you judge the situation. You see yourself as a victim and them as the oppressors. And you establish what they uh, they deserve as a consequence to what they've done. In every heart, there is a court or at least a court system. In every heart, every human heart. Stay with me, church. I really want you to get this concept. It will help you forgive from today. In every human heart, there is a court, a judge, a plaintiff, and a defendant. In every human heart. The plaintiff is you. You bring your case every time. When someone says something you don't like, you present that case. When someone does something, you find unfair, you present that case. When something in- unjust happens, you present that case. You judge what is right, what is wrong toward you. You, know? you, ju- you judge. No, this is unfair. This is right. This is unfair. This is right. This is unfair. You, know? you, you, you judge every situation. The defendant is the person who did it. Or the people who did it. And the judge Is yourself. Look at how unfair. That court is. You bring. The complaint yourself. And you're standing there as a judge. And the defendant is not there. In your heart. So that court is biased. By nature. So you bring your own. Case. And you start to explain. This is what they did to me. This is unfair. This is what they did to me. And the judge says, yes. Yes, indeed. And they did that also. And they did that. Oh, oh, oh. How could they? Oh, how? That's unfair. The judge agrees. He agrees. She agrees. She agrees. He agrees. Mostly she, she, she agrees. <laughs> no, 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 no. The judge... He agrees. Or she agrees. Okay. <laughs> they agree. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Some people re- really, you get, you get it quickly. I thought you won't get it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the conclusion is often in your favor. It's often in your favor because you are your own Judge. And the verdict contains the punishment or consequences you expect the offender to face. So in your own court, in your heart, you say what you want them to face. Sometimes you might say, I want them to say sorry. That is the consequence. I want them to understand how I feel. Or I want them to change their behavior. Or I want them to bring my money back. Or I want them to, like you establish what you expect from what they've done. And then you start waiting for it. Yeah. It's a judgment. It has been done. Now you're waiting for them to do it. But sometimes they don't know. They were not there. Sometimes they don't know. So you give this attitude. You do all these things. They don't know. Okay. That for another time. The verdict depends on how deep the offense was and how close the person is to you. For the people you love the most, sometimes you don't want them to face any any harmful thing. You, you want them to just feel what you feel. The people you love, you, you don't really want them to face any bad consequences. You just want them to, to get your pain, to understand how their behavior has damaged you and when you feel like they felt it you feel like they've served their sentence okay and if they don't you keep pushing you keep expecting it to happen so what is forgiveness watch this church watch this watch this forgiveness is the withdrawing the case and the expectations of justice in the court of your heart you know what you expect from them but you say, I don't need anymore. That's not easy. Because the judge in you is telling you, you deserve their apology. You deserve their change of behavior. You deserve this and this and this. And suddenly, God comes and says forgive, which means drop the case. Sorry or not, Changed or not, forgive them. Very hard. That's forgiveness. Dropping the case in your heart. The judge in your heart says, I don't expect them to do that anymore. I don't expect that to happen to them anymore. Sometimes we even feel like the judge says, I want them to die. <laughs> Depending on what they did. Your heart will be... I- <laughs> I know I'm a Christian God, but... I... <laughs> yes, we pray all those kind of things in our heart. And God says, drop the case. I know it's becoming harder now. No, don't worry, it will get easier. For every offense, you have an expectation of justice in your heart. When you forgive, you let go of the expectation of an apology. When you forgive, you let go of an expectation of them to make things right. Sometimes they won't fix it. And God is saying forgive even though they don't make things right. When you forgive, you withdraw the expectation of the person to change or acknowledge their fault. Forgiveness doesn't deny the pain. It doesn't even change the past, but it does break the cycle of bitterness that binds you to the wounds of yesterday. Forgive. Let's see what forgiveness is not. It does not mean approving what someone else did because sometimes we feel when we forgive, that means we approve. No. It does not mean pretending that evil never took place. It does not mean making excuses for other people's bad behavior. It does not mean justifying evil so that sin somehow becomes less sinful. It does not mean overlooking abuse. No. It doesn't mean denying that others tried to hurt you repeatedly. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean letting others walk all over you. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean refusing to press charges when a crime has been committed. I said the courts of your heart need to let go, drop the case. Sometimes the court system outside the law of the, the land will keep the charges and the person will still go to jail, but not in your heart. Let the government do what they do, what they're supposed to do. I've seen that many times. I've seen people going to court and say, I forgive them. I saw, I saw on the news the other day a, a mother who went and gave a hug to this boy who killed her daughter. Say, said, I forgive you. But it didn't mean that the judge dropped the case. No, no, the judge still sent the boy to prison. But in the heart of the mother, it's not up to me. In your heart. That way forgiveness should happen. In your heart. It doesn't mean forgetting the wrong that was done. No. We are humans. We will always remember. It doesn't mean pretending that you were never hurt. It doesn't mean you must restore the relationship to what it was before. You don't have to. Sometimes you don't even need to. It doesn't mean that you must become best friends again. It doesn't mean there must be a total reconciliation if, as if nothing ever happened. It doesn't mean that all negative consequences of sin are canceled. Forgiveness is withdrawing the case and the expectations of justice in your court, in the court of your heart. That's where it begins. Drop the charges drop the charges and second concept i want you to remember is that forgiveness is a necessity is a necessity you miss it you are missing out you miss to forgive you are missing out matthew six fourteen to 15 for if you forgive others their offenses your heavenly father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offenses. Why would God set forgiveness as a condition for his forgiveness? It's like, you don't forgive, I don't forgive you. Mm. God, I, 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 didn't, you know, I didn't think that's how you, you know, God, that not, was the agreement at the beginning. You said you are forgiving God. No, he says, if you don't forgive others, I'm not forgiving you. Why would God do that to us? Why would God say that if we don't forgive our offenders, he closes the door? No forgiveness. Why would God put such a burden on us? (laughs) In fact, it's not a burden. That's why he does it. You know what? Offense comes with judgment. Every time you are offended, there is a judgment in your heart. There is a a verdict in your heart. When we are offended, we establish ourselves as judges. God wants us to leave that seat of judgment to him. He wants you and I to realize every time we are offended and there is a judgment in our heart. We need to take that judgment to him. God, this is what I want to happen to him. But I will leave it with you. If I was you, this is what I could have done. But I understand I'm not you. You know better. I leave it with you. From the time you leave it with God, it's in his hand. He is the judge. So he says, when you do that, then you go to him, he forgives you. Because you are in your right place. The more you keep the grudge, the more you keep the judgment, the the, the The decision in your heart not to forgive, the more you keep that in your heart, you are sitting on Jesus' seat. And He's never happy with that to share His glory with anyone. Forgiveness is letting God be God, and you a human, a sinner. It's a Christian necessity. Many of us would say, if only the people who hurt me would show some remorse, some sorrow, then maybe I would forgive them. Okay. This rarely happens. You are blessed if everybody who offends you shows some remorse. Most of them don't. So if you're waiting for it, good on you. Keep trying. Keep waiting. We use that as an excuse to continue in our bitterness, our anger, and our desire to get even. Forgiveness is a Christian necessity. It is a command, not optional, to those who want to walk with God. You are walking with him, let him be God, and you a human. Don't sit on the judgment seat. C.S. Lewis said, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. The very moment we hear those words, the mind begins to argue, but you don't know what he did to me. They lied about me over and over again. She intended to destroy my career and she did. You can't imagine the hell I've been through. If you knew what this has done to my family, you would be angry too. They deserve to suffer like they've made me suffer. I'm going to make them pay. They sexually abused me. How do you forgive that? I will never forgive those people. Never. There are many things that happen to you. And I understand. And I understand. Who am I to judge? If you want to walk with God, you have to enroll to the school of forgiveness. It's a journey. And finally, the will precedes the feeling. The will precedes the feeling. I hope you will remember this. I pray you will remember this. The limbic system is part of the brain that controls all automatic responses and emotions, including survival responses. The limbic system does not have a memory like the neocortex. Not knowing the difference between yesterday and 30 years ago, this explains why some of our childhood traumas still trigger so powerfully today. Because it doesn't know if it was yesterday or the day before. When it experiences the same thing, it just feels the same. So when you get hurt, your brain develops a defense mechanism. You might decide to avoid people. You might decide to never trust them again. Or become aggressive or passive to life. That's not your fault. That's your defense mechanism. That's your brain. Coping with life with the environment most people decide to forgive but the feeling of bitterness or anger does not go away automatically that's because of the limbic lag it can take months or years for you to feel like you have forgiven to feel like that person is safe again to feel like that place is safe again it may take years but it can be shortened as you continue to challenge the false beliefs the traumatic memories and risk trusting people if you agree to challenge the beliefs that say that that place is unsafe you are on the pathway for healing because every time you try it will be telling your brain this place is not safe that's why you get panic attacks when we are around some people or some places why because the signal is coming that this place is dangerous because of what you experienced there before. I will read something from the Christian counseling and family therapy. Limbic feeling responses vary according to perceptions and belief and can easily be mistaken for fact. While perceptions are unique, they must not be accepted as absolute fact. In fact, it is very common for feelings to drag behind knowledge of the fact. The process of forgiveness is an excellent example of where limbic lag can occur and affect the renewing healing process. Even though it is possible to forgive in obedience to God, it does not necessarily remove the hurt feelings. This can make it very difficult for some people to forgive. Nevertheless, people who are obedient and do as Jesus commanded find that it reduces the time required, the limbic lag to restore right feelings. The obedience precede the manifestation. Where there is no forgiveness and resentment is harbored, the person hurts most is the one who harbors the resentment. When we decide to forgive, we need to be kind also to realize that through the limbic lag, there is a delay in our bodies catching up with our minds. A change of habits needs consistency before the body finally acknowledges the change. Be gracious to you and to people around you. You don't have to feel good today. But if you make this decision, the decision to forgive today, you will eventually feel healed. You will. It begins with obedience to God. A decision to forgive can bring forth positive or negative physical reactions in our bodies. And therefore, there is a strong link between mental and physical health. When you decide to forgive... That's when you start feeling panic attacks. That's when you start to feel like your body starts to react. Why? You are going against everything your brain is telling it. May God help us. When Jesus commands us to forgive, he's leading us toward our healing. Jesus will never ask you to do something he won't sustain you through. Everything he asks you to do is because he has the power to help you do it. You don't have the power to forgive. Through his power we can forgive. You can trust the healing power in the name of Jesus. You can trust the Holy Spirit in you and his power to heal. So this is these are three things I would like you to do. The first one is make a list of all the people who need your forgiveness. Just go home and do this. Who needs my forgiveness? To, 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 to. All of them. Write their names. The second thing I would like you to do. Make a decision to release them from your court. And withdraw the punishment they deserve. And the expected consequences of their wrongdoing against you. And thirdly. Talk to God and share with someone. Share with someone you trust. Your decisions because sometimes you may make those decisions and fall back again tell someone what you are planning to do so that you can be accountable to them that you've done it accountability helps share with them your intentions and your progress how you're doing in the process God knows how you feel God understands how unfair life and people have been to you he understands Psalm 34 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted. He saves those crushed in spirit. You are hurting because someone, someone has hurt you. You are hurting because something has happened to you. You are brokenhearted because someone has mistreated you. God is near you. He is. God is extending his arm to save you from the hurt. God's power is here to heal your spirit.